You got the chill. The chill, chill, chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. If you think Sean Clifford, after throwing a pair of interceptions, yes, he had some uh, terrific plays. He deserves praise for that. But if you think Sean Clifford should be starting over Jordan Love, you are an idiot. I don't know how else to put it. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. Couldn't agree more, Jason Wilde, who has that reaction. From the fifth round pick, Sean Clifford, after Friday's preseason opener between the Packers and the Bengals, I wholeheartedly agree. How you doing, everybody? Hope you're having a terrific Monday afternoon. Alex Strofe in for Jim Rutledge alongside the Olympic gold medalist, Matt Hamilton. Hello. It is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. If the mountains are blue, you know what to do. And that's crush Coors Light. You can listen to us live on the ESPN app, Wisconsin On Demand. You can watch us live on ESPN Madison's YouTube and Twitter pages, streaming live video. Make sure you subscribe or follow or do all that jazz as we stream the show each and every day. Again, presented by Coors Light. All right. Preseason game one in the books. Jordan Love plays two series, caps off his night with a touchdown pass to Romeo Dobbs through coverage. Nice ball. Nice outing for Love. My takeaway is I feel a little bit better. He looks comfortable. He looks poised. Did miss one pass to Luke Musgrave in the first series. Wasn't great, but he rebounded and capped off his night with a touchdown in what was a really fun preseason game overall. Uh, Matt Hamilton, your reaction to Jordan Love on Friday is... Um, honestly, I didn't see anything that surprised me or swayed me in any direction, more positive or negative. Uh, the last time he went into a, a game for the Packers, he, he looked super poised. He looked like he belonged there. That was never the question with Jordan Love. It was, can he make the throws? And he did go 7 for 10, not bad, but when you look at it, he averaged 4.7 yards a toss. Like, so he wasn't throwing the ball, he was making the short throws that you would hope somebody in their fourth year of the NFL would be able to make consistently. There was nothing there that I was like, this, this gives me confidence, but there's nothing that's like, this is scary. Because at least he was making those short, chunking throws. That's going to get move the ball down the field. That might find the end zone. It'll at least get us into field goal range before there's that whole you know, red zone, bend, don't break kind of situation where the sure. shield gets shorter and harder, but... Like there was nothing particular there's nothing special there that you're like, wow, I should be super confident for the backers going forward. But I would say you kind of got exactly what we thought Jordan Love was. Poised and confident on the field now. Pretty av- see, nothing super special with the arm. Maybe maybe he's got it, but he hasn't really shown it yet. So for for what he's shown me. This is the same Jordan Love. This is the confident Jordan Love who's got command of a football team but is still new to running a first-team offense. So you're not happy with the performance? The problem is I feel like this like middle road is what's going to put the Packers in quarterback purgatory longer. If Jordan Love is just fine, which is so far, that's right where I would put him. 
with potential to be better and with potential to be worse, but right now I think he's just fine. Just fine's the worst thing you could have as a Packer fan. Because if he's just fine, he gets an extension, maybe one, maybe two years. Yeah. That's two more years of just fine quarterback play. I'd rather him be really bad. I just, I'm confused that your takeaway is just fine. Like, right? He like, looked confident in the he pocket. He missed one throw. He missed a throw. I mean, he missed one throw. There's obviously two other incompletions. Right. But, like, none of them, he, he, did he, his one pass that was over 10 yards was to the end zone. And it's missed to Musgrave. There, everything else was just these short, dink and doink passes that, let's be I, real. I guess I, I don't know all, what you want out of a preseason game. He played two series. I, I, I would have liked to see him. You're not getting the whole Jordan Love experience in preseason game one. I mean, no, what's, what you wanted in this game was. That's kind of like what I got out of it is like, I didn't. What I got from Jordan Love is exactly what I've seen. Does he have room? Is there potential for more? Like, certainly. But they're obviously not showing their hand right now in the preseason. So. I don't think there's a really fair way to say I have more or less oh confidence boy. in Jordan Love right now. Because this isn't his, the first offense. So do you have more opinions on Sean Clifford because he threw 26 passes versus Jordan Love's seven or whatever it was? No. <laughs> okay. I don't. I mean, if Jordan Love gets hurt, I'm thoroughly confident that our Packers season is in the toilet. We won't win more than three games if Sean Clifford's the starter all season. So, like, I know that for certain, that we don't have a competent backup. I think that was confirmed for me. I didn't I like fully that he bounced that back after his two picks. He looked good, right? That his big two pass to Tay Wicks. Made a couple nice plays, a couple interceptions. Ryan Wollersheim is our producer today. Ryan Wollersheim was in Cincinnati on Friday. Oh yeah, Ryan Wollersheim was at Paycor Stadium from this game in the all eleven or all twenty two seats. The all right? eleven seats, yeah. yeah the, the all the all twenty two uh, bird's eye view seats. How much did you pay for a ticket? Uh, we so I went with my brother and his fiance who live in Cincinnati. His fiance is a Bengals fan. We paid for group tickets. I believe each of them was seventy three dollars. Holy smokes! For Sec- preseason game. Hey, the you Bengals were, are a hot ticket now. That's they, fair. Joe Burrow that's fair. changed things out there. There's a reason it's pay core stadium now because you got to pay <laughs> to get in. Uh, hey, more stadium. Hey, uh. yeah, there you go. Um, but <laughs> hey now. But yes, I did have the all twenty two angle end zone view and got a perfect view of what the defender saw when he picked off Sean Clifford for a pick six and ran <laughs> it right back towards our end zone. Um, oh and I'll say this, Sean Clifford. Is he a great backup quarterback? Do I think he has the chops to be a starter in the NFL? No, that's probably a reason he was at Penn State for six years. But I <laughs> was think it only that, six, uh, only six. Maybe I mean he might have a full master's, bachelor's, and associate's degree. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but I would agree with Matt that if he has to start, it's not going to be good. But you know what? It will be. Could be fun and entertaining because Sean Clifford was a heck of a ride to watch while while at Petcor Stadium. Yeah, uh, I think it was his play where he eluded his way out of the the pocket, like a sure tackle, and was able to still get the ball away. Oh, he had a couple. Of, yeah, he yeah. was he was scrambling he around good. a lot. He looked pretty good, at least navigating a pocket that collapsed on him, but still very very raw for a guy who's played six seasons in college. Yes. yes. Um, but I'm gonna I'm, don't want to get off of Sean Clifford because hopefully we don't see this guy until next preseason. Uh, you know, obviously after the rest of these preseason games. But Jordan Love, I think the 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 biggest takeaway, like when he came in in that Packers 
Eagles game is that he looked super poised. He made some really great throws, but I think all of us can agree it was a little bit of garbage time, a little bit of prevent defense. Might have been slightly easier conditions to make some of those um, kind of shorter throws. But I would love to see, I would love to see like a shot downfield in the preseason. Mm. I'm not saying you have to use all your best plays, but let Jordan Love try and get like a 20 yard throw under his belt. I, let me, let I, me see, show me something that's going to impress me because anything under 10 yards sight doesn't what preseason's me. about right. Like preseason's not about spoiling the playbook. I'm not. We're not saying spoil the playbook. You can send a guy on a streak and what, throw it to if, him. It's what not if, a special if, play. But what if Jordan Love throws a, a pass up the sidelines? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's picked off. Because then you're probably sitting here you're going, why are we doing that in a preseason game? Now I'm thinking why he pressure, got... I'm pressure. wondering why he got picked. Obviously, there's there's two ways. Either the receiver wasn't where he needed to be or he didn't put the ball where it needed to be. And you can kind of make that judgment when it comes. I just want Jordan Love to make some throws that I'm, I don't know if he can make. I hope to goodness that we didn't move on from a MVP... Super Bowl winning quarterback for a guy who couldn't make these short throws that we're seeing in preseason. Well, like, I think this is not surprising. You 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 taught you saw two passes, right? You had the one up the left sideline to Watson, which fell incomplete, and then you had the, the one that we keep alluding to over the middle, probably a, a mid level pass, right, to, 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 Luke, to Musgrave Luke Musgrave that he just completely missed and he was wide open. Those were the two long balls. He missed them both. Mm-hmm. So, are you feeling discouraged on Jordan Love after the first preseason game? Again, I'm not discouraged. I just I'm not I'm definitely not encouraged. Then you're discouraged. No, I can be neutral in the same. No, I, I'm not asking you to be neutral. This is a this uh, is a yeah, black or black white or question. White, then yes, I'm discouraged. I would like to see something better than I saw prior, and I think it was about the same that I saw prior. I That's feel encouraged. Movie, yeah. I feel encouraged. I saw the poise I wanted to see. I saw the comfortability. Yes, I know he wants Let's those passes back. That's where I'm going, Matt. Wow, amazing. <laughs> You've done this radio thing a while, haven't you? I'm just setting it up for the fans. 844-770-3776. Are you encouraged or discouraged by Jordan Love's preseason debut on Friday against Cincinnati? We'll throw that up on Twitter, at ESPN Madison, at Jim and Matt as well. That'll be our first Iron Jack poll question. Are you feeling encouraged like me? Take that for that. Or discouraged like Matt Hamilton, well, who refuses gonna... to believe he's discouraged? Even yeah. though everything he's told us in the first 10 minutes of the show point to him him feeling worse about Jordan Love than he did on Thursday. The exact same. I, that should be an option. Or, or like, doesn't matter. I, I feel as if, though, Matt, you're not listening to the words you're saying. <laughs> the words you're saying out loud are, I wish I would have seen this. I wish I could have seen that. He didn't do these things right. You objectively do not feel better about anything Jordan Love related since before the preseason game on Friday when you were last on the air. No, I, I disagree with you. So you not, do feel better, not which seeing means you're throws, encouraged. Not seeing throws is still, that keeps me in the dark. That's still a blind spot. I have no idea if Jordan Love can throw it down the field still. The short passes he made, exactly what he did in Philadelphia, where he looked really good, and exactly what he did in the second half against the Lions two years ago. The guy looks poised and can make these dump-off throws, but we don't see a lot of anything down the field, and that's all I needed to see maybe one good completion of 15 yards or more to feel like, hey, this guy's got more than just the short throws in his pocket, and he missed two of them. So, yeah, I guess I, guess I am discouraged. He did what he was doing very well still, 
but I would like to see him make some improvement. And I don't think there was improvement. I think he's just as good as I remember. That's called the circle of life, people. We got there. We got there. He's just as good as I remember. I'm discouraged because I wanted him to be better. Okay. How's that? They are who we thought they were. I don't think he's worse. How much did he play on Saturday against the Patriots at Lambeau Field? <laughs> I mean, I still say zero because he. we cannot have Sean Clifford start this game. I do not want to risk Jordan Love in the least. Hold on. Yes, you heard me straight. Say that again. You do, you want Jordan Love playing zero, but we can't have Sean Clifford starting this game. Starting this season. Like starting at any regular oh, game okay. this I season. Fo- I follow. Jordan Love cannot get injured, so he should not play any more preseason games. There's no point. He's the starter no matter what. What are we trying to learn here? So th- there's no there's no point in progression there's no point in development there's no point in rapport there's you're no setting point up for if you're sending him out for 10 passes i don't see the point you can't ask your defense to go full speed for 10 passes in practice where he can get game speed reps like the guy is going to be the starter D- doesn't matter what he does out on the field he could be amazing yeah or he could be terrible he can go 0 for 10 he's starting against chicago he can go 10 for 10 for 150 and three touchdowns in two drives and he's he's starting for against chicago so if it doesn't matter and he's gonna be the starter why have any risk of injury i, I guess my main thought i guess my question to you is why did patrick mahomes play for the chiefs why did Derek carr play for the saints Right, like, no, I get, I get the idea behind reps and Patrick Mahomes. I don't like compare. It's like kind of doing the Tom Brady comparison. You're comparing like a unicorn. That guy, I, I understand that, but Patrick Mahomes played in the preseason. He just won the league MVP. He just won the Super Bowl MVP. I, and Is I, there a point to him playing in the preseason? I say no, but if Patrick wants to play, I'm not going to argue him. I'm so sure. Why Jordan, are you arguing Jordan Love? Do you think? Do you think he's asking to get in there? He probably is. Of course, he is. Ugh, scares me, man. This is my football team. I don't care if George- Patrick Mahomes can go out and do whatever he wants. If he wants to go to Whistler next week and go skiing before the opening <laughs> season starts, you're gonna let him do God it. God bless him. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, for real. Like it's it's still their choice. But me personally, if I'm the coach, I'm gonna go up to Jordan Love and say, "Hey, this is your team, no matter what." Do you want to go out on the field with a bunch of guys that are 300 plus pounds that would love to sack you and ensure their spot on this on their football team? Because half the guys that aren't sure if they're starters or on those maybes that are going to be playing against Jordan Love, they want to make a name for themselves. You tackle Jordan Love, you better believe the coaches are going to notice it. I just don't think it's worth the risk when we clearly don't have the backup. But on that same note, if Jordan Love gets hurt and, God forbid, it's a season-ending injury and Sean Clifford's a guy, we're going to have a real crack at uh, May or... Or uh, Caleb Williams, so I guess there's not there's like a silver lining to it, but I I would rather know exactly what we have in Jordan Love so we can decide to move forward from him or go on with him, and we're not going to do that unless he plays this season. So this preseason is moot to me; it means nothing. So you don't want Jordan Love playing anymore, preferably not until Chicago. What say you? Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. I don't have an issue with it. I, I mean, look, I, I think the preseason is not about figuring out if Jordan Love is a talented scrambler. 
it is figuring out whether or not he can read when the pocket's collapsing and either, A, get rid of the ball or get out of bounds, right? So yeah. I, I, he shouldn't be touched, and I, I'm with you on that. He shouldn't be touched in preseason, and God forbid there's a non-contact injury. But I, I want to see Jordan Love in all three of these games, right? Uh, you know, you get two series in the first game. I would love to see a full quarter. Right, and if it's a full quarter this weekend, I don't think he needs to play the third game. But if he's only doing two series, then I want two series again in the third game. I just want consistency, yeah. right, and comfortability, and and making sure we're progressing, and he's and he's comfortable. Because look, this is something we went to a lot last year too with Aaron Rodgers. Was this, this pass catching core is so young, and, and there's just not a lot of rapport between the starting quarterback and the, and the pass catchers. And you might be able to make the case, and you probably can make the case. There's more this year than there was a year ago, but with Jordan Love. Every rep matters, right? Like, I'm not looking like Matt is for, for an 80-yard up the sideline dime to, to, to Christian Watson. <laughs> We've seen flash of that in practice, which is encouraging. What I, what I am encouraged by is comfortability in the system. What I am encouraged by is poise. What I am encouraged by is building rapport and chemistry with the young pass catchers. That's what I'm encouraged by, and that's why I sit here the Monday after the first preseason game saying, I am encouraged by Jordan Love. Are you encouraged or discouraged? 844-770-3776. Chime in on the poll on X, at ESPN Madison, at Jim and Matt. Boy, that was weird, on X. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's what it's called now. Is it called X? Does anyone still call it X? I mean, I mean it's still guys? Twitter.com, like I'm on my laptop. You know what's funny is I actually It's a have... Sears Tower situation, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I have, uh, <laughs> I have my... Twitter set up through my Gmail account, and whenever I, I have emails that I get from Twitter saying, like, here's what you missed this week. Still says Twitter? No, it says X, and then in parentheses, formerly known as Twitter. Oh, I like The that. artist formerly known as Twitter. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. The app formerly you see, known. Did you yeah. see Musk backed out on Zuckerberg for their UFC match? What? Did you see that? Yeah. No, Musk, I didn't Musk see this. Musk backed out, and then uh, Musk called Zuckerberg a, a uh, phony. Even though other people on, on X, excuse me, were calling him a phony. All right, uh, discouraged or encouraged by Jordan Love. We'll talk more about that next. He's Matt Hamilton. I'm Alex Strofe. It is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. But first, we hear from Jim Rutledge about his friends at Carbon World Health. Jim Rutledge here for our Carbon World Health. By now, you know that I take semi-glutide, and it's because it helps me get fit. It burns fat not muscle. It's FDA approved, so it's safe. And you can talk to doc- Dr. Nestor Rodriguez over at Carbon World Health to make sure it's right for you. Combine it with the six-week experience and their workout facility there, and you're going to get the results that I had, which I have dropped almost 30 pounds. I'm down to 195 pounds. My body fat has gone from over 20% to under 10%, and that is because of Dr. Nestor Rodriguez and the folks at Carbon World Health. You can make that change as well. Go to CarbonWorldHealth.com. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Presented by Coors Light on a Monday. Alex Strofe in for Jim Rutledge, who's on vacation this week, alongside the Olympic gold medalist Matt Hamilton, who will be on vacation later this week. Savage. Not quite vacation. What is it? A curling uh, thing. Oh, that's work. Yeah. More curling Olympics? Is that what it is? No, no. Curling it's... some Coors Lights into your mouth? So <laughs> j- just, like we've got like wonder- just like we've got some <laughs> wonderful sponsors for the radio... And occasionally we make promises to do remotes. Sure. Our curling team has a sponsor, and we basically said we'd do a remote. So we're hosting their golf outing. 
Very nice. So are you like emceeing the outing? No, no. I'm just playing in it and glad handing and shaking hands and kissing babies. Do they know you're a radio guy? You should be emceeing it. Yeah, they heard me open. They heard me open a couple segments, and they're probably like, yeah, he probably can't MC. Yeah, probably He's not. more of a, uh, he's not the play-by-play guy. He's the color commentator. He's, the, he's the sidekick. There you go. Uh, you're more than a sidekick. I'm the you're Robin the star to somebody's show. Batman. No, 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 no. <laughs> we're, we're, Jim Rutledge and I are the Robins. You are the star of the show. <laughs> okay, well, I, if I'm Batman, then I don't have a driver's license because you guys can drive me around. <laughs> I'll be the star, but... Don't let give me. Do you think George Clooney's often often driving a vehicle, or do you think he has a driver? That's a good point. He has a driver. Yeah, unless it's a really nice vehicle. The Green Hornet had a driver, right? Maybe that's what Matt is. He's not Batman. I don't right. even know Green what the Green Hornet. Hornet is. He's a superhero. There was a Seth Rogen movie a couple years ago. Oh my uh, gosh! Come on. It well, and it was a TV back. show in the seventies. Yeah, Cato was Bruce, Lee, played by Bruce Lee. Okay, uh, let's get back on topic because I'm <laughs> done with superhero talk. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Asking you if you're encouraged or discouraged, which it seems that Matt Hamilton is following Jordan Love's debut in the twenty twenty three preseason on Friday against the Cincinnati. Bengals. I thought it was a good outing. Two series, caps off the second one at a touchdown, missed a couple throws on the first series, especially that big one to Luke Musgrave over the middle when he was wide open. Would have been a huge gain. And Love just missed him. Flat out. So, I feel encouraged. (laughs) I like the rapport we're building. I like seeing comfortability in the system. I I like seeing Love out there, although it might not be for a quarter, for a couple series. Just get out there. Get loose with the fellas. This is my best Jim Rutledge. And I hate this because I I agree. I love the X factor of chemistry. It's real. But when Luke Musgrave is running down the middle, (laughs) wide open, and you can't make that throw, that's an issue in preseason. I don't know what about that encourages you for the future. You know, just because the guy's saying kumbaya on some beach in Door County doesn't mean that he's going to be able to make this throw because they have a great chemistry and they love each other and they'd run through a brick wall for Jordan Love. That doesn't mean Jordan Love's going to be able to make throws over 10 yards. He made one that game. He missed two, one egregiously. That throw to Luke Musgrave, borderline unacceptable miss throw. That was rough. Hmm? I get maybe it was the first series. It was... I, there's there's tons of excuses we can throw out there, but at the end of the day, Jordan Love averaged like 4.7 yards a throw. He completed 7 of 10, which is fine. You know? 70%. 70% great when it's a larger sample size. You know, who who knows which way that goes. I would love to see him throwing a 70, 70% quick this season, but realistically, that's not going to happen. But... If you're not going to throw it a 70% clip all season, you're going to have to get more than four yards in attempt. That's not enough. It's just, I'm not encouraged. He does, he didn't do anything that I knew he couldn't do. So how can you in the same breath sit here and tell me, yeah, I, I just, I'm not seeing it Friday. Why are you also saying, yeah, let's wait till week one to actually have him play a real football game then? Why would you want that? Wouldn't you want to knock out these these growing pains and, and some of these, so maybe some rust? I don't know what exactly right. it is. Obviously, he hasn't played a real football game since November prior to Friday night. So wouldn't you view it as a positive, even if it's two series, four more series the rest of the preseason, to just let Jordan Love 
get a teensy bit more comfortable and knock you know, off a teensy bit of this rust. Now, because if you're sitting here and telling me, well, he can't be missing that throw, he's not going to have another opportunity to make that throw until week one, which is still about a month away. I mean, let's not forget, there, there is benefit to practice. Practice is not a meaningless thing. It does help. And that is, about? that's where you need to like execute these throws 10 out of 10 times. So when you have that opportunity in a game... It's, it feels more automatic. You know what? You kind of did talk me out of it, though. As I do. I Very no longer man. want Jordan Love to sit for the preseason games because you know what? You, we've got nothing to lose. If he gets injured, so what? We've got an opportunity for a great draft pick. If he doesn't well, get injured, he learns how to play some football, maybe, and he comes out firing in week one. Yeah. So, like, honestly, maybe he should be playing because if you get injured, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter because being bad is going to be a better situation for the Packers than being middle of the road. So fair to say, Matt was not encouraged by Jordan Love in preseason uh, this is now, game one. This is now two segments right. in a row. You talked me off of my middle of the road. I don't. This is I now, feel worse, and he shouldn't be. He sh- doesn't need to sit the entire preseason. He should play. Play the first half. Matt, play Matt, the first half. Ryan, two segments in a row now. Matt has said something at the beginning of the segment and then ended the segment by saying the exact opposite of what he said at the beginning of the segment. Matt went from middle of the road to in the ditch. Correct. Throughout yeah, no. the course of one segment. You talked me out of it. You honestly, the, the whole talk of being poised in the pocket and looking confident in this offense, I would freaking hope so. The guy has been here for four years. You've had this opportunity at this offense for Four years. We started the show with Where Matt Hamilton. Where the heck are you? Saying he's not encouraged, but he's not discouraged. He's just in eh, the middle of the road. Then he ended the segment, last segment, by saying, yeah, I'm discouraged. You're right, Strofe. You hey, talked me into hold it. Hold on. And now this segment, he said, yeah, no, I don't need Jordan Love playing anymore. And then he goes, wait a minute. It's a great idea to have Jordan Love play more in the preseason. I am coming around do, on Do it. you have an opinion? <laughs> I mean, I do, but you know what? I, unlike Jim can have an open mind and reason. And right now, my open mind is saying, Matt, why would you not be discouraged if you don't think he's any better than last Correct. year? This is his team for another year. That's why I'm he has had it. since last November to try and improve and get better, and I'm not seeing it. He's poised in the pocket. Great. That's awesome. His teammates love him. Wonderful. That's a great first start. Can't hit an open Luke Musgrave across the middle in a preseason game? That's not... Super uh, confidence building. Not throwing throws for over five yards because you're not completing them. The two throws over 10 yards, other than the touchdown, which was a little 10-yard doinker over the top, were all incompletes. All right, I got a bone to pick with both of you before we go to break. Let's start with Matt. Grow a backbone, have an opinion today. I do. I do have an opinion, <laughs> but I'm open-minded. And you know what? All right, fire. I can't Just knock because that. I can't I'm knock changing that. my mind because you're like, you know what? Jordan Love is average right now, and he isn't getting any better. Maybe he should practice. Well, I'm with you. Because if he gets injured, it's not going to hurt the hey. Packers any worse than him being bad. Honestly, welcome to the dark side. It's good to have you. Ryan, <laughs> open-mindedness is, the, is a key part on this show if you're not Jim Rutledge. I've got a bone to pick with you as well. Got a bone to pick with you, Ryan. What, what, are you, what are you trying to pick with me? So I asked Matt the question in the first segment. Yes. And I said very clearly, this is a black or white question. <laughs> Encouraged or discouraged? 
Did he the, give me the, a middle? The Iron Jock poll on Twitter says, and I quote, are you feeling encouraged or discouraged about Jordan Love after his performance in the Packers' first preseason game? Great. That's great. There's three options on the poll, though. Yes. Because there should be a third option. Thank I agree you. with Matt. I don't want to hedge. I want to know if you're feeling better or worse. But don't you think that... You have something to react to. You either feel better about it or you feel worse. There's no way you watched Friday's preseason game and walked away and said, yep, I feel the exact same. I think there is. I, I, I think there definitely I is. I gained facts. I gained knowledge. You have to move one No, way. but if you gain knowledge and then your assessment is that there's no change in what you thought going then in, that bad. is an option. That's and bad, it's, though. It, it says something. That means you're discouraged. <laughs> well, not, not necessarily. Yes, it just means it came away feeling the same way. Okay, no, let, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. You're dating a girl, right? You're dating a girl for, let's say, a couple <laughs> it's been of weeks. been a while. Yeah, yeah. Let's say it's been <laughs> three, four weeks. It's been, I don't know, six, seven dates. Four or five years ago, yeah. <laughs> No. Anyways. Analogy <laughs> time. Ahead. Okay, you've been dating a girl for a while. You're, you're exclusive, but you're not like officially together, but you're only seeing one another. Okay. You go on that seventh and eighth date, and you're not feeling better about your relationship with that girl. Are you continuing your relationship with that girl that you feel the exact same about it since date five, or are you cutting it off? It depends on how I felt going in, because if I felt really good... By date five, then if I still feel really good by date seven, then I'll but stick with it. But you probably don't feel really good if your feelings have not gotten greater, right? Like, <laughs> well, not necessarily. It doesn't have to be increasing every it, single time you see this person. It, it can be a slow should. build. It, it probably should. Build. Right? Especially that early in the that. stages. You're in the honeymoon phase. If you're not falling deeper and more heads over head over heels for somebody at date five, six, seven, eight, nine, then she's probably not the one, bro. Sorry to break it. <laughs> but to what you. if some things happen again? And date you five, six, seven, eight, nine. They were out of her control, and thus would possibly negatively affect how you feel about them. But it wasn't actually her fault. It's just maybe you don't feel greater about her simply because of the situation that was around her. She can always control the situation, as can you. Uh, not necessarily. You, if you're, if making, ta- you're if, making this analogy to football oriented, Ryan. I'm if the table falls through while you're sitting at dinner, then that was out of her control. What if the waiter so spills you water judge, on you? Why would you judge her for that? I wouldn't judge her for that, but maybe they, my feelings for her didn't grow because I didn't have the best time. I need help with this analogy. Help me, yeah, help me explain this it. to Ryan Wolderstein. 844 no, I love that Look, I, up there because it's in second place in the vote right now, and that's why Strofe's upset because he didn't want people to feel the same. It just, says something. No it says something if you come away feeling neutral. No, it doesn't. It says absolutely nothing. It says the exact opposite of something. It tells me that you got more evidence. You got more examples of what Jordan Love is capable of. Preseason or not, you have more tape to look at. You have your first real look at Jordan Love as the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. That's not a small title. You are the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers now. Agreed. How do you handle the pressure? And I thought he handled it well. I thought he played fine. I feel a little bit better that he is comfortable in year four in the Matt LaFleur system than he felt in November of last year when he wasn't the guy coming in the fourth quarter down two scores. I feel better. And if you get more evidence to a situation and your mind doesn't change anyway, then I think you're just stupid. I think think you are incapable of taking away anything. I'm not asking for a 50% margin change. I'm asking for the slightest of a percentage. Do you feel a little bit better? Do you feel a little bit worse than you did on Thursday. You were there. You had evidence in front of your face. I know you drank 800 Coors Lights while you were there. (laughs) And well done. Good performance by you. 
But nonetheless, you should feel something. If you're just watching Friday's preseason game when you are going into the great unknown, you've had your entire life, Ryan Wollersheim, of amazing quarterback play. Back-to-back Hall of Famers. This is a massive (laughs) change. This is larger than Luke Fickle taking over Wisconsin football. This is huge. And if you don't feel something about him being the guy in the opening preseason game, I don't know what to tell you. Did you talk yourself out of it? Are you still encouraged? I'm encouraged. But I need, okay. I, need, I, I hate that we we, we watched something that we, we watched, watched ten passes. We don't need to change our entire opinion of someone based off ten passes. So that's exactly what we did when he played against Philadelphia, Ryan. And maybe ten passes. I never did. I didn't feel any different about him than when I went into I, that I'd game. Be, I'd be interested to run the tape back and I see what you said because everybody, I was ev- encouraged. Everybody walked away from that game. Go, whoa! Maybe this guy's got it. And because Christian what, Watson caught a pass and ran fifty yards, I didn't feel anything and guess about what, that. Ryan? That wasn't on George. <laughs> Love that was the receivers. Yeah, Ryan's it's, just a robot. Ten passes. I'm a robot. Okay. just a robot. I can come away feeling neutral. It, it, you don't have to feel completely uh, different I'm, based off of a one I'm small sample size. Completely taking us off the clock, uh, given that rant. Uh, I apologize <laughs> for the passion, but. I like opinions. We're in the business of opinions. You can't sit here and watch maybe the most important preseason game in the last 30 years of the Green Bay Packers and tell me, yeah, yeah, yeah it's nothing. Whatever. It's just business per usual because it's not it. It's not it at all. It's not it at all. We'll talk more about it on the other side. It's Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, I got. I had to calm down. Appreciate you hanging around. It's Rutledge and Hamilton presented do you by Coors Light. I do feel it still. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Strupp, the Olympic gold medalist, Matt Hamilton, the backboneless Matt Hamilton. No, no, it is my opinion that I have the right to change my opinion, <laughs> and that could change. This no, is America. I, this and is that America. Could change. I, I just call you backboneless because you're a sponge. You're you're, in, you're ingesting new information and you're changing your opinion based off of new information. It's a it's a it's fascinating like, honestly, concept. It's the, Who would it's think? The, really the thing that makes humans human. The fact that you can grow, take in new information, yep. and yep. change your mind for the better. And that's what I did. I realized, you know what? Jordan Love being the same guy that we saw last year when he got to take over for Aaron Rodgers in the Eagles game, and the year before that when he got to play the second half against the Lions, looked like a poised guy that couldn't throw it over 15 yards. and what do we got? We said the same guy. I shouldn't feel neutral. I should feel worse about it because he has had that much more time with this offense. He has had that much more time knowing he's the guy. Yeah. I would I just want to see a, a, a wow play when it matters. I don't I'm that sick of I hearing get down with. sick of hearing Jason Wildey saying, Oh, I saw a throw in practice today. It's like great. That's great. But we all know that practices even when the ones are going against the ones playing their fastest football, it's not game speed. So that yeah. wild throw means nothing until he can do it against a defense that is trying everything in their power to pick him off and make him look silly. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, that's what I want. Yeah, and I think that's fair, Matt. So I, I, think I, have no, I have no disagreement. Seven completions with what I, I will give him 
I'm not giving him a wow, but that that throw to Dobbs was a very nice touch throw. He oh, had to yeah. get it under the safety, over the defender, and they only had like 20 yards to work with with the back of the end zone. And, that was a good throw. And Dobbs deserves credit too. Oh, it seems yeah. like he's made he a progression. He pointed that ball. He did. Yeah, so, yeah and, like, and he, he made, was he in a great position. Great, on it, so. great play, great position, and that's encouraging, right? Like I'm encouraged by Romeo Dobbs. I, I'm, I, I will say that, like Luke Musgrave getting open like that, maybe it was a blown coverage, but. To get open is a, a feat in itself in the NFL. Everything else about this Packers offense is encouraging. They so, are trending up. One, one more offensive note, and it's not really love-related, would be last year I remember a few different times LaFleur had tried these end-arounds where the receiver would come from the receiver position, run into the backfield, catch a pitch or a forward, quick forward pass from the quarterback, and then run the other way. They used that a couple times with Alan Lazard last year for whatever reason. I don't know who drew that one up. Probably Matt LaFleur. That's the last guy I want you using there. They, I think is, they man. used Jaden Reed on one, if I'm not mistaken, early on the they game did, when yes, Jordan yeah. Love was in the game. And I think it only went for, what, five, six yards? But it was still fun, right? Like, you have a, a new weapon in Jaden Reed, who I've been saying all along, and I've been seeing this comparison being floated out there a little bit more recently, is Randall Cobb. And when, when they drafted him out of Michigan State, he has some quarterback experience. Badgers fans remember that from that double overtime game against Michigan State a year ago where Jaden Reed threw a touchdown pass. He has a lot of speed. He's not a huge guy, but he seems versatile, right? He might have a role at some point, maybe not, in kickoff and punt returns. Jaden Reed is an interesting case study to me because we saw a year ago Rookie receivers took some time, right? Christian Watson obviously had that great gate, that great four five game stretch. Romeo Dobbs had a couple nice flashes last year, and he didn't get a ton out of Samori Toure. But Jaden Reed is going to be utilized in this offense, and seeing that end around, I think it was on the first or second drive. Uh, Love was in the game. Yeah. Is all that mattered um, against Cincinnati on Friday? Something like that was unique, and I thought that was that was a fun little note. Um, from the Packers offense. Just a small take on that. All right, let's hit the text line quick. 844-770-3776. A couple things from Nate and Madison I want to get to about 20 minutes ago. Uh, Matt said he was going to do his best Jim Rutledge impression. Nate said, Hambone, top-notch Jim Rutledge, brah. I'm dying. <laughs> That's some booty, Jim. And then Nate followed up with, uh, I'm with you, Strophy. New data equals new conclusion. I think that's how you have to feel, especially when you're approaching a guy like Jordan Love. The Adam Madison says, how about that defense, though? Flying around, swarming the ball. Keyshawn Nixon killed it at nickel corner. Decent pressure on the quarterback without going deep in the bag. That alone makes me more comfortable with Jordan's ability to run the offense this season. So I think I, like that. I think the comparison he's making is this defense looks really good and Jordan Love is playing them every day, right? So that that's that's what I read from that. Time. Well, that and like if the defense can keep opponents under 20, I think Jordan Love's got a pretty good shot in any game, right? Like I think yeah. the Packers aren't going to be the high-flying Packers of old, but if we can get that defense keeping teams in the teens for points, I think we can win a handful of football games. So I didn't really think about it, and honestly, I was so interested. Even though I didn't want to focus on Jordan Love, he was all I could focus on. So I probably kind of like didn't think about the defense much. No, I, I didn't either. Can I chime I mean? in one thing? I didn't feel no. as much coming. Okay, fine. Sorry, <laughs> I'll go away. But hold on. Go ahead. Are you neutral on whatever feeling? No, no, no. Out? I'm okay. about to have a great feeling about a player who wasn't Jordan Love because I saw some really encouraging things from this player on defense, as you were mentioning. Carrington Valentine, you've seen his name yeah. pop up a few times during the preseason. Strofe, I know you put out a tweet during the game as I well, did. talking about how much you liked him. 
he was the guy who caught my attention the most during the game. Jordan Love was good. He played 10 snaps, he threw 10 passes, and I thought he did okay. But Carrington Valentine, three PBUs, had an interception. There was some really encouraging things about this team. Personally, I just didn't feel the most encouraging things about Jordan Love. I felt more encouraged about other aspects of the team. And I agree with you, right? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, Again, I'm not that. sitting here saying that I feel you. worlds and worlds better about Jordan Love. I do feel uh, better thank you. Uh, a little bit, but I, I don't feel worse by any means, right? But to your point, Carrington Valentine, he, he, he's been a big name out of camp. And he's lived up to every ounce of the hype, and then he follows it up uh, with a nice family night last week and now, obviously, uh, on Friday against Cincinnati. You can keep your thoughts rolling in as we continue to talk Jordan Love. 844-770-3776 is the ESPN Madison talk and text line. I also want to get into this next. Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL, uh, was in Green Bay today and uh, to officially, officially announce the 2025 NFL draft coming to Green Bay. He said something, well, really two things that I want to get into next because um, he just bugs me. And he is not Roger Goodell. I'll tell you who it is and what it's about coming up next. It's Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. (laughs) You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. And Hamilton rolls out on a Monday. Alex Strofe in for Jim Rutledge, who's out on a well-deserved vacation. I'm not even saying that with an ounce of sarcasm. It is well-deserved. The other guy who gets vacation later this week, not so well-deserved. Matt Hamilton, the Olympic gold medalist, is here. Hi, Matt. Hello. Where's the energy? I, I, there was a yawn and then a disappointed hello. Deflated when you said I didn't deserve the break. Do you believe you deserve the break? <laughs> no, but it's nice to hear it from someone else. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Wolder, sorry, I'm to run the show today. So Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL, was up in Green Bay today, not to commend Jordan Love on his terrific preseason debut this season, <laughs> <laughs> nor Sean Clifford, uh, nor Carrington Valentine. He was there to officially, officially, I say that twice because it's already officially been announced, but he officially, officially announced the 2025 draft will be coming to Green Bay. Here's the commissioner, Roger Goodell, earlier today at Lambeau Field. With the first pick in the 2025 NFL draft, the NFL selects Green Bay, Wisconsin. Woo! Oh, you can keep going. Block, Murph, Murph, thank you to all the work you've done. I wanted to say one quick thing about Murph. Murph. Um, he was one of the first to say we want to have the draft here in Green Bay. As soon as we talked about moving it around, uh, there's no one who's a greater um, supporter of this community and, and all it can do. So, Murph, congratulations to Murph. you and your team for what you've done. <laughs> so, two things from that. Number one, the uh, the introduction where, where he says the with the first pick. Hey, in yeah, the play, 20. It, play it again. Yeah. Play it real quick. With the first pick. In the 2025 NFL Draft, the NFL selects Green Bay, Wisconsin. What are the odds that uh, we hear that next year? Uh, I will be using it on a lot of stuff. No, so, no, 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 no. Oh. oh, with the first pick of the 2024 oh. NFL, draft, NFL Draft, the Green Bay Packers select? Yeah. I think the odds are very low of that. 
I think what's, the odds are what's incredible. What's lower, NFC Championship game or first pick in the draft? What's got a better shot? I think the NFC Championship game has a better shot. Really? Although I don't think either of them have a very good shot. No, I don't think either of them have a great shot either, but... I think it is more likely the Packers make the NFC Championship game than have the number one overall pick. I just don't understand how things could go that poorly. When you have, Injuries. When you have so many, but you have so many other dumpster fires, not only in the NFL, but in the NFC. Right? Like, look at Arizona. There's no way anything goes well for the Cardinals this season. I think you look at probably a handful of teams in the NFC South. There are so many things that could go poorly this season. I think specifically in Tampa, I yeah. think things could go poorly there. Carolina. I think Carolina could go back-to-back as an awful team. I know they weren't actually the worst team in the league last year, but they were close. Um, I think New Orleans is probably going to be fine. I don't know how good Atlanta will be. right? So I, I think three of the four teams in the NFC South could be dumpster fires. I just don't think Green Bay is to the point of dumpster fire. Would I call this a rebuild? Yeah, I would. But I think it's going to be a quicker rebuild than maybe I even initially thought, right? Like I actually do have faith this could be a playoff team. I'm not. I'm not banking on it. I wouldn't bet money on it. Has the host of the NFL draft ever gotten the first pick overall? That's a really good question. Oh, that sounds like you know? a Google right there. Yeah, uh, I don't. That's know on the you, answer. Mr. Wilson. Now it hasn't been traveling that long, so initially it'd have to be the Giants or Jets, and I don't remember either of them having the number one pick anytime recently. Obviously, the Jets had number like the two. Jets could have had one. They had number recently. two with Garrett Wilson. Uh, Mark Sanchez was fifth overall. You mean two with uh, Zach Wilson? Zach Wilson. You said Garrett Wilson. Oops, That's Zach fine. Wilson. Yeah. Garrett Wilson was also a top five pick. Yeah. I don't know if the draft was in New York last year. Um, was it in Nashville last year? Uh, I don't remember where it was last year. This it was in Kansas, Kansas City. City. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, year before that. Yeah. So Las Vegas, remember? Because oh, they couldn't do it during COVID. Right. Um, so the Raiders didn't have the first pick. I don't know. That's Nashville a really good question. One. I, yeah, I don't think it is. I, I, I don't, now, you got to remember, this is not next year's draft either. This is two years. Um, oh, well, that's definitely not going to happen then. Yeah, right. So I just I, I feel like this is going to be a This is going to be the Packers' worst finish in a minute. And unless they have to get a new quarterback. like I don't think so. Since Aaron Rodgers last year was eight and nine, yeah, there's no way they do better than eight and nine. What if they do eight and nine? That's not worse. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd be surprised, and that might be surprised. playoff good. That might be playoff. It good could be North. for the North. The NFC North is not good, and I, I know you're, we're in agreement on that. We um, are. I, the Lions are the only team that they can either run Detroit, away yeah. with it, or they could be the Lions. Hard to see. That's hard how for I feel. me to go ahead and say because, like the Lions are going to run away with it because. I've seen Detroit shoot themselves in the foot so many times, and I have giggled yeah. every single time. So I'm not going to give them the benefit of the doubt that they're going to win the North. So you're right. I think 8-9 and nine probably gives you a shot at the North. It, it's going to be close, right? And I keep comparing it to the NFC South from a year ago, where, where I think it was 8-9 and nine or 7-10, and 10, whatever Tampa was. And they won the division and got in and ultimately won a playoff game. So I... Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think the North is that good. And you're higher on Detroit than I am. They clearly have pieces. It's just a matter of putting it all together. And, and I think Dan Campbell is a great motivational speaker, but I don't know if he's a great head coach yet. We'll find out. And, and I could be totally wrong. This could be an 11-win team. Minnesota, I don't have any faith in. Um, with the, all the close games they had last year? There's a rift with Kirk Cousins, who reportedly won't be brought back, so how well will he play? The defense is in shambles. They are keeping Daniil Hunter, which wasn't believed to be the case a few months ago. But I, I, I've, you know, letting Adam Thielen walk, I mean, they have the best receiver in football, but other than that, I don't know what to make of Minnesota, and then I still think Chicago's uh, go-ahead a shoe-in for, for fourth place in the division this year. Although I will say, 
That DJ Moore fellow looked pretty good this weekend. Did you see his big touchdown pass or catch, I should say, from Justin Fields? It was pretty much a little drop-off and Moore did the rest. I did not, but I do remember a lot of reports saying that DJ Moore is one of the most underrated wide receivers out there. And I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Uh, some of the most underrated alcohol out there comes from Door County Distillery. Locally produced, handcrafted, award-winning spirits made right here in the beautiful state of Wisconsin, in the beautiful county of Door County. They've got great gin. They've got great vodka. They've got great bourbon, rum, anything you want. That rum, that Rock Island rum, I've been hooked on that this summer. I've been making some really good drinks with that. Uh, and you can find out some of the recipes I've been making over on ESPN Madison's YouTube channel. Look for Sippin' with Strove. And you can go to DoorCountyDistillery.com to get all their unique specialty cocktail recipes and also find the retailer nearest to you. Anything you want, upgrade your cocktail game with Door County Distillery. I promise you, you'll never look back because it is that darn good. DoorCountyDistillery.com, again, the website for that. Roger Goodell's a doofus and so is uh, Mark Murphy, but I'm happy the draft's coming to Green Bay. That's ultimately my takeaway from Goodell today. I wonder if he I, I imagine he took in some practice. You think he took in some practice today? I know they moved inside because there's a lot of storms in the Green Bay area, but I would imagine Roger Goodell was at practice. You think he was looking at Jay Love and being like, yeah, that's a guy I want in a Netflix series next year. <laughs> no, no, because that's probably going to be the uh, Hard Knocks guy. Not the Netflix series. If, if the Packers don't make the playoffs, they're going to be on hard knocks. I, I just I have a hard time believing anybody else would fit the bill as well. Well, they need a losing losing season as well. Yeah, you know, you just need to miss the playoffs. Oh, really? No, you just need a losing, uh, which I mean, usually indicates with seven teams in each conference now a losing record. But um, if Matt Lafleur is still the head coach, and the Packers don't make the playoffs, I would imagine Packers good good fit for hard knocks. So I was doing a bit of the NFL draft research. You guys asked if the number one, if the team hosting the draft has ever had the number one overall pick. Yeah. Uh, as far as I can tell, it's happened at least once back in 2015 when the Bears hosted the draft in Chicago, as well as had the number one overall pick. I couldn't. I didn't figure out who the number one overall pick was that year. Probably should have googled that as well. That would have been good. Yeah. Look, I was outsourcing the Chat GPT on this one. She wasn't being very cooperative, so it took me a while. Okay, so ChatGPT is a she, and also the Bears' uh, first-round pick in 2015 was pick number seven, the failed receiver Kevin White. The number one overall pick in 2015 was Jameis Winston to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the draft uh, was in Chicago, Illinois, so you got that part right. Well, she definitely lied to me, then, because none of what she it's said a, back wait, was hold true. Wait, hold on, hold on. You're, 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 uh, you're giving ChatGPT a gender. Well, yes, because on Willie and Tausch, they used to throw to ChatGPT every once in a while. The voice of their, a woman. Yes, the voice of a woman, and they, used, they I believe uh, Tausch gave her the name Gertrude, was what they settled on. See, honestly, for, a pretty for good GPT. name for ChatGPT. I didn't know if, if they had her. Gertie? Uh, Gertie. Gertie. Yeah. Gertie, <laughs> Gertie the ChatGPT. Gertie. Anyway. Goody. All right, we're done with this stupid conversation. We'll talk more Packers, more reaction to the <laughs> opening preseason game on Friday. Coming up next, also the Badgers make an appearance in the AP poll. We'll talk about that coming up as well. He's Matt Hamilton. I'm Alex Strove. It's Rutledge and Hamilton, and it is presented by the world's greatest beer, Coors Light.